Welcome to 2023. Welcome to the LeaderLink Podcast 2023. This is actually Season 3, Episode 1. Yes, look at us. It's been quite an accomplishment It here. is. Yeah. Longevity, right? Yeah. I love it. Look at us. I resolve that we continue this podcast at least through <laughs> Season 3. Probably four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're getting ahead of yourself here. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. What are well, we talking about today, Charles? Welcome back. This is Charles. Oh, yes. I am Josh. Yeah. All right. Today we're talking about <laughs> New Year's resolutions and why we think they are just absolutely amazing. And for others, a complete waste of time. Well, you know, I think... I think it's an January 1st is an arbitrary uh, date in one sense and a hard date in another Mm -hmm. sense. And what I mean by that is if, if I say, okay, I want to implement a new change in my life and it's November and I'm saying, well, you know what? In January, January 1st specifically, I'm going to lose weight. That's right. But until then, I'm going to eat McDonald's every day. Yes. And you know what? I think what that does is it gives your body this. uh, It almost kind of plays in on the reward systems in your body where you're like, oh, this is okay," And I'm fine. And, I, you know. Yeah. And then and then when January 1st comes around, you're like, oh, I'm so dreading this. Yeah. Or like people who will stop drinking December 31st and then be so, you know. Uh, what is it? Sober January or whatever they okay, call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you are going to set a date like that, that's not a problem and I'm not judging you for it. But if you recognize in November that you want to start losing weight, what is stopping you from starting on November 29th? Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's so in one sense, it's a hard date, but on another one, it's, it's arbitrary. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, people love fresh starts. And because January 1 is the the start of a new year, it is a global fresh start, right? Mm. Uh, and fresh is maybe not even the right term because you wake up the next day and it's not like anything has changed. It's just another day. But in a real way, as you said, it's a it's different, right? Mm. From a from maybe like a qualitative standpoint. Um, so if, if you are into, you know, if it's not like you need to wait, uh, to make changes, but there's also no better time than a January one to say, you know what, I have been putting these things off and putting these things off. Why not start today? Um, but if it's January two and you think that same thing, why not start at January two? If it's January three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. if it's July 21st and you're like, you know what? I need to lose weight. Why not start that day? I'm looking up this thing online, um, thanks to Google, um, and I asked, how long on average do people keep resolutions? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it says, of those who make a resolution after one week, 75 are still successful in keeping it, which is actually a higher statistic than I thought. After two weeks, the number drops to 71. After one month, it drops to 64. And after six months, it drops to 46%. Mm. That's surprising to me. Six months, half of people stick with yeah. it. That is pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm looking at this one site that says um, roughly about 45 percent of people make New Year's resolutions. 
Um, so that, that actually doesn't surprise me yeah, as much. Yeah, half. And there's another one here that says of the 41% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions, only 9% were successful in keeping them. So what is that? Why is it so difficult to keep a New Year's resolution? Well, for one, I think the issue is that um, a New Year's resolution often has to do with multiple habits that need to be changed at once. Hmm. You know, like if you think about weight loss, yeah. um, you're not just talking about eating differently, which requires you to shop differently to avoid the same kinds of restaurants and consumption behaviors that you would normally have. Um, it also requires you probably to meal prep or start eating the delivered meals um, from another, uh, you know, like a factor yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, but it also requires you to change your habits of what time do you wake up? Are you going to go in the gym in the morning? Right. Are you going to have to change the habit of going to the gym after work? Um now you're going from zero days of exercise to what four to five days probably for most people right. or three to six days, just saying in there. So you're having to change so many different habits yeah. at once. Um, I think that is one issue personally. I'm not a psychologist, right. but I think that that's that a really good sense. point. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that um, I think a year is a really long time. Mm, it is. So if I make a if I make a resolution that says in 2023 I'm going to do something, right? Do I really expect myself to do a new behavior, right, for a year? Yeah. And in the strong likelihood that I don't stick to something for, let's say, my goal is to uh, let let's just keep uh, exercise as an example. Um, what if I take a week off? Well, have I failed in my resolution? Right, right. And so you're. I think you. A lot of people will, will play these mind games with themselves. Of well, now I'm a failure because I've not. So might as well wait till next year to right. try again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. So I mean, just thinking about that, it seems like there's a. If if you want to resolve, I think what you said is just. I I. It's in my mind that's ingenious. If you wanted to resolve to lose weight. There is maybe a better way to do that than just to say, I resolve to lose 60 pounds in 2023. Maybe you take that and you break it down into those component habits that have to be changed. And maybe you take those component habits that have to be changed and say, you know what, here's the order they need to be changed in. And so in the first quarter or in the first month or mm -hmm. in the first yeah. week, here's what needs to change. And so if you do that, you can build and you can have good progress. And I think one of the best motivators to maintain a goal or habit or resolution through a long period of time is those incremental wins that motivate you to continue to win. Right. Mm -hmm. So for weight loss, instead of shut, you know, what am I going to not do this week? I'm not going to eat at McDonald's or I'm not going to eat any fried food for the first week. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get a gym membership or a rowing machine, whatever it may be. You can accomplish those two things in a week. Mm -hmm. And then, well, okay, now I've planned out if I do that, then this, 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 this. So I think that's actually a really good. And, and that allows you over, over the course of a year to have changed those behaviors, those habits. And ultimately, you probably will find yourself at the end of the year having lost weight or having a healthier body. Right? Well, I mean... It, that specific type of 
resolution, and I, I'm sure we could Google what is the most common resolutions. Sure. Um, but I would assume that that's one of the more common ones. The three main ones are health, happiness, and and a new skill to learn. I like that. Yeah, I like the new skill idea yeah. too. Um, yeah. So so health, and that you know whether that's weight loss or just uh, steady exercise, it that's one of those things that a lot of people in in my mind will go to the gym. You see these funny memes all the time about people going to the gym, working out once and expecting their body to look different. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You, you have to have it over time. Son of a gun. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, like we talked about, uh, like Louis, there's it was talking about that 75 hard program. Yeah. Have you looked into that thing? It's intense. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, you drink a gallon of water a day. You exercise twice every day. One of them's outside, out. regardless of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, I think it has to do with diet, um, no alcohol, things like that. Okay, well, it, no matter what day you start that, that's going to be a challenging yeah. program. Yeah. And I, I would say almost impossible for something like me. Yeah. Um, almost impossible for someone like me to accomplish the 75 day hard right. as it is intended. But the 75 day hard is not just about getting into shape. It's about changing your mind, changing your lifestyle, like, like reading 10 pages a day is part of it. Sure. Um, um, but also look at this. It's not for an entire year. Yeah. It's for two and a half months. Right. Right. So even they're acknowledging that you're going to make some significant changes in your habits in that quick, but it's, it's not that you have to carry this for 12 months. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think another, another thing I, I, I know cause I have made resolutions through my life and most of them have been around weight loss. Uh, I have a voice for podcasting, but not a physique <laughs> for TV or anything like that. Um, I really don't have a voice for podcasting either. It's kind of, it's okay. Right. Um, a single moment of resolve does not a life change, right? Mm. And I think that's what most of us come to when we come to resolutions is we, we, we mass this willpower and we go, you know what? I'm going to change my life because typically resolutions are not small things. They're life impacting things. And you will up all this willpower and you unleash it and you do great. For a week, mm-hmm. for two weeks, some of us for a month, some of us like like that statistics have for, for six months. But eventually, willpower is a finite thing, and eventually it erodes, and you run out of it, and you just can't do it anymore. Right? Uh, Chip and Dan Heath wrote a great book. Um, their leadership kind of duo uh, called Switch. And one of the illustrations they use in the book is between a rider and an elephant. Uh, And the idea behind it is the rider is your willpower and the elephant is kind of these life-changing habits, right? Um, And so the, the rider can, for a moment, pull the elephant in a direction, right? He can, he can almost override the, the natural course of things. Um, But, but ultimately the elephant's going to win. Because the rider doesn't have the strength to do that more than just for a moment. Um, 
And so it's it's about orienting that elephant in the right direction and then kind of only having to nudge it one way or the other at certain times. Uh, and that's I think that's how we relate to our New Year's resolutions is we think basically the elephant's turning the opposite direction and we've got to hoist it all the way around, but you can't do it. You don't, you don't have the willpower to do it. Uh, and so we, we fail and then we go in the wrong direction still. Um, and I don't think this needs to be confused with the fact that we're judging anyone for having a New Year's resolution or judging the fact that people want to make a change in their life. I still do it every year, despite the fact (laughs) that I've never succeeded in it. Yeah. I just, I think that personally, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. I think if you're going to make a New Year's resolution, it should be something that is actually small enough to achieve. And I don't mean small as in, minimal to the point where it's not going to make any difference in your life. But for example, um, let's say you want, well, I'll just keep with that example of you want to lose weight. Um, if, if you normally go to McDonald's six days a week, yeah, just give yourself one day a week, right? There you go. I mean, make it something that is, is actually achievable where you still, and I think another place where resolutions get um, broken too easily is that you make the mountain so high. To yeah, climb. right. Um, sometimes you just got to chip away at it slowly. Right. We want more than we can actually attain. Yeah. I think a lot of times. Um, so I, there was the, there is a famous, in fact, he's considered one of the greatest American philosophers and theologians. He he was pre actually America becoming America, but his name was Jonathan Edwards. He lived in the early 1700s, and uh, if you're into you know philosophy and theology, he's actually one of the great scholarly studies. But he had he's famous for his resolutions and that and centers in the hands of an angry God. But when he was a young man in his teens, he sat down and he started to write out these resolutions. And the list came out to like 90-something when he was all said and done with them. Um, but he was a very disciplined man, and he's not like most people. Um, he was voluminous in writing. He spent 16 hours a day in his study. Like he's just He was a unique human being. Um, but, but I think he reminds me of one thing that, that we often fail to do. Because at the top of his resolutions, he's got this long list of them. It says, note, remember to read over these resolutions once a week. Mm. And so it's it's he is reminding himself every week, what have I resolved to live up to? And if you look at some of his journaling, I've gone back and looked at some, some of his, his letters and journals. He, he failed in some of his resolutions on a week-to-week basis. And he would go and he would say, you know, failed to live up to... X, Y, or Z, resolutions 16, 32, and 75, uh, and here's what I'm going to do about it. But he was always kind of in the moment going, okay, this is what I have This is what I feel called to do. This is what I want to accomplish in my life. I don't want to waste, you know, I love, you know, number uh, six, uh, to live with all my might while I do live, hmm. right? Um, uh, you know, number, uh, number three, if ever, really whenever I fail and fall and or grow weary and dull whenever I begin to neglect the keeping of any part of these resolutions, I will repent of everything I can remember that I have violated or neglected as soon as I come to my senses again. <laughs> so he even factors his uh, a resolution of his is that he knows he is going to fail on these resolutions 
but that when he realizes it, he will he will he will remedy it. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, I just I, I give you only those just because what I think is important for us a habit that we have to ingrain is coming back to these things constantly, right? That every week I'm reminded myself that, hey, I resolved this year, or I I set a goal this year that I wanted to accomplish this, and here's how I'm going to do it. And to top that off, and we've talked about this before because it's such an important thing, uh, it's not good for man to live alone, right? So what do we do? We call their people into the process, Again, my willpower alone is not enough to move the elephant, but it, me and you maybe together can do it a little bit for a little bit longer, right? Me, you, Jen, and Sarah can maybe do it even longer than that. Uh, and so if you if you involve a team of people and say, hey, this is what I resolved to do this year, and I need you to help keep me accountable to it. I need you to help, you know, keep me on the straight and narrow. When I say this week I'm not going to eat at McDonald's six times, but only one time, when I pull into the drive-thru in the car and you see the Life360 alert go off, you text me and go, get away from there. Go to Subway and eat fresh, right? Something like that. I think we've figured out how we can finally tie this into leadership. Yeah. Performance management. Okay. So, you know, most... Is this a leadership podcast? It's It was. I don't I know. I thought it was a therapy out. session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Performance management. Uh, obviously, not every single company is going to do performance management the same way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know that from pr- previous experience. In my past life, we would do a midterm evaluation and a final year evaluation. And the idea was, is that it was evaluating your, your goals and your progress on those goals, uh, future steps to take with those things. And there would, you know, there would be more than one, you know, right? It would be, um, you know, we talk about the smart goals, you know, the, um, the measurable and, and the specific and, and achievable and, and time bound and all those things. And, and that's, that's also the process, like we say, that isn't just the employee by themselves or it shouldn't be, but it, it's, it's a, it's a team effort of the leader assisting their employee with achieving those goals. So there we go. We tied it back to leadership. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so do you have any resolutions you're going to set this year? Or that you? I guess we're we're in 2023 now. What resolutions have you set? No, I haven't set any resolutions. Um, because I have, I have an idea of how I want this year to progress. I know that I'm going to achieve most of the goals I set out. And if I don't this year, I will either modify them or I will achieve them next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really do need to do though, that I really need to hold myself accountable for and that you can hold accountable, hold me accountable to is trying to take two days off a week. Yeah. I just think for my personal sanity sure you know we talked about this i think on sunday last week uh at lunch mm-hmm. that you know god only really gave himself one day off right to sit back and enjoy the work he had done the previous week that's right and you know we talked about kind of the like where did this term the weekend come from did we talk about that at lunch or on a we podcast? did no, i was at lunch last week because I've, I've been reading uh 
William Manchester's biography of Winston Churchill. And Churchill came up in Victorian England. And so the weekend was actually invented by the the peers, you know, the lords of England because they would get away to their country houses and, and just have their parties on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and that would be called the weekend. And that's what we have now for, you know, kind of the standard. Yeah, I think I think I need to hold myself accountable to that because I, I let myself get too in the weeds sometimes on thinking that I have to do everything now. <laughs> right. Um and and sometimes sometimes there are deadlines that need to be accomplished. And sometimes there will be a week that I cannot actually take a, a sure. day off. But by and large, I wouldn't say it a resolution. But my uh, my transformational goal for this year is to give myself more time off. I like it. I like it. What about you? I would. I want to get into a PhD program this year. That's my big resolution. Uh, and I don't know. I've been told it's as simple as me applying because I've got what it takes. But it's also me getting over the the fear I have of. And I actually, you know what, my fear is not that I can't get in. My fear is that I can't finish it when I do, and that keeps me from doing it. So I'm, I'm resolving not to let that fear stop me from starting it. If I can't finish it, I can't finish it. That's not that's not a good reason not to start it. So. Well, I also don't think that you're going to not finish it, unless there's some sure. really wild life circumstance. No doubt, yeah. I, I, you can do it, and, and most people... PhD programs, you you have a certain period of time to do it. That's right. You know, like mine, I have seven years. So That's most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. All right, we're gonna hold each other accountable to those. Let's do it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com, and we'll see you next time.